0: In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting and Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on! Hi, everyone, it's July 6th, 2015, and you're listening to episode 102 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. Hi, am And we are coming from the biggest pile of confetti and balloons and streamers, and I think there's rice in my hair somewhere
1: as and well. And I am way too sober to be this bruised and banged up. <laughs> I did not have enough alcohol for this.
0: <laughs> oh honey, I got alcohol because it's a celebration! <laughs>
1: Celebrate good times, come, come on. on! do 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 <laughs> do 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 Good things have been happening in the world, people. Yes, good things. Uh, yes, lots
0: of lots of good things. Lots We've of good had things. few national holidays. One coming yep. up, so we had
1: Canada Day's on the first.
0: Yep. And uh, America's Day on the fourth. In yep. the States on the fourth,
1: and the Bahamas is on the tenth. Yay! Meanwhile, there were other things like a baby batch. <laughs> A baby batch, and all uh, at this point of time recording, all we know is that it was a boy, and they're very happy and healthy and stuff. I, I don't Excellent. know a name.
0: Congratulations!
1: Yeah, I mean, have you heard of a name?
0: No, I haven't really been looking.
1: I don't Fair. really yeah. care about actors' personal lives that much. Fair enough. I mean, they have asked for privacy for the first few weeks, and I can I can understand that. Ben's always been very private about his his personal life, so... Congratulations, Cumberbatch family! Because we know you're gonna—that's gonna be one good-looking boy when he grows up.
0: And then there was a few other things to celebrate, like a certain Supreme Court ruling. Woo! Yay! Same-sex Yay! marriage now legal in all fifty states, whether some of them like it or not. So, if anybody, any of our listeners, is now planning on getting married, we
1: Broke will on.
0: send throw virtual rice. And that goes think- for that goes for anybody any listeners who are getting married to an opposite sex partner. It's obviously yeah. a big celebration time for you two.
1: So long as you are not getting married to a llama or a frog or a rock or a body pillow. Because you know what the conversation really sucks in those marriages. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: that's some uh, that's some unequal division of labor around the house. I mean, <laughs> when one person has to scoop up your poop or you know launder your body pillow cover though in, that, in a way that's not really that much different than doing someone else's laundry
1: i guess so it was also miss karen's birthday recently yes happy birthday miss karen
0: thank you and yesterday somebody else leveled up to badass <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh somebody still feels like more of a broken ass but yet- yes because miss maggie Got her black belt, freaking black belt! And I know people are gonna say Pixar didn't happen, so I will take picture. I will change my avatar and post and post that. Oh, As there's soon- there's lots
0: of pictures we can post. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, we had um. This past weekend has been the two-day black belt testing. On Saturday was a lot of the curriculum and a lot of the technical testing. And yesterday was at the community center where there was the lights and the choreography and the music and the yada yada yada. Oh yeah, and there was one person lighting ten boards on fire to cut them.
0: Yes! That was pretty awesome. The crowd kind of went wild for that, not surprisingly.
1: And ten, uh, ten pieces of marble. Yeah, holy crap. That was Master One who was testing for his fifth degree black belt in taekwondo. I was only going for my first degree black belt taekwondo, and I am yeah. super happy I made it through to the other side. Yay! Because, oh my god, I have so many bruises. What did you call me yesterday? What did I call you yesterday? You called me variegated. Oh, I said you are variegated <laughs> because yeah. of all your bruises.
0: Yeah. Well, they're fading to, like I said, they're fa- fading to sort of more of a semi-solid. Yeah. Or my a tonal. My hand still hurts. <laughs> Well, how many boards did you break with your hand again? I br- I did three.
1: Yeah, three of the thicker ones. Three thick boards with no spacers. Ooh. Because uh, from what Which, the other black... Which, by the laws black... of
0: physics, makes it more
1: difficult. When right. No spacers. The other black belts told me that, you know, in the past, they got to uh, put spacers in between because it make it look more impressive, but it was easier to cut, and they won't let you do that anymore. We had to break all of our boards without spacers. Mm-hmm. And... <sighs> Owie. That's all I can say. I did it, but (laughs) Allie.
0: But you did it, and you looked like a serious badass at the beginning when you were breaking all those boards with your foot too.
1: (laughs) Now those are the easy boards.
0: Yeah, I know, but you look like a badass when you're like doing the high kicks and breaking boards, and then when you broke a board that you were holding onto.
1: Yeah, I I held the board in front of me uh, about head height and and broke that one. uh... You looked pretty
0: ferocious doing it too, I may say. It was awesome.
1: They they really like it when you do the key up the, the the big yelling part. They really like it if you do it do it loud and
0: and when you look like you're gonna hurt a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I've always said that if I don't come out of practice looking like a fraggle that's been left in a rock tumbler, I didn't try hard <laughs> enough. Because I've seen too many students go in and they'll look in the mirror and they'll adjust their ponytails and they'll adjust their hair and they'll complain that they need a... a f- I've heard students complain that they need a nail file and I'm like, you're in Taekwondo, you may lose your nails. <laughs> <laughs> nail file. Better Anyways. to
0: look like a badass.
1: Anyways, yes, I made it through to the other side. Yay! Woo! And I took today off of work, which was a good thing. Cause <laughs> yeah. I slept like the sleeping dead okay and you deserved it i got i got breakfast in bed i got a hot breakfast in bed and i got coffee and i had to take a few passes at waking up this morning because it wasn't (laughs) happening all at once
0: but yeah so moving into adventures in knitting
1: yep with all your activity there's there's, there's a life beyond practice oh my god
0: (laughs) well have you been working on anything because of that
1: okay so, I have. In fact, I've been taking my knitting with me to practice a lot. Um, and I wore my Agent Merino shirt to testing yesterday. Yep. Because uh, there were actually a couple of kids that were like, Hey, that looks like... No, wait, that's not the Shield shirt. And I'm like, no, but very good. <laughs> it is a one special of... Shield shirt. Yeah. And one of the little guys that was in my, uh, that was in my group, he has a lot of energy and he looks... like a little i swear he looks like a little captain america he looks like a little steve rogers he does he does he does he does (laughs) problem is his name is logan he says he was named for wolverine so he (laughs) he doesn't like captain america he likes wolverine and spider-man i'm like all right fine but at least you get kudos for having, you know, the reason that you are named what you are is for geeky reasons. So I'm like, oh, I'm cool with that. So what have I been working on? I have been working on Vivid. How many? have I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, I didn't have as many as I thought I did. Oh. But they're all in shades of like. There's an emerald green. There's a gray. There's a purple. There's a pink. There's a blue. There's Volmice. There's Madelintosh. There's all kinds of stuff in here, and it's all being sort of like. It's sort of like my background project. It doesn't take a lot of brain work because I haven't had a lot of brain. Mm -hmm. And I really like that I'm able, you know, you can pretty much memorize half the pattern within a day. And if you apply yourself, you could probably memorize the full pattern within a couple of days. So I've been doing that. Where's my other thingy thingy? I've gotten gotten to the second sock of my, what I'm calling springtime in New Zealand's.
0: Ooh. So there's
1: one, there's two, but I'm not allowing these to be my main focus. They they are fun, and I am doing them when I'm on the go, but I'm not allowing these to be my main focus because, as anybody who has been following this will know, I am doing a shawl for my mother for her birthday.
0: Okay, just back backing up one second. Exactly yeah. how much, I don't think you said exactly how much of the socks you were, you had. Oh, Finish. Sorry,
1: I didn't say I showed. See, that's why I have a Karen because I don't have brains. <laughs> so one full sock is done, and the second one is done the toe and I'd say halfway up the instep. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're I'm- doing the
0: that's the Sac
1: du Printemps printem- socks. Yes. By- yes, that's why I let you say it. And <laughs> I just call them you know something completely different.
0: Yeah, by Kaua Coffee, C-A-O-U-A-C-O-F-F-E-E. And you're doing those in niche, right?
1: Yep, this is the... Uh, oh, yeah, hence I got, the New Zealand part. Hence the New Zealand part. Um, this is the niche in the color of amethyst, and I got it in my Dresden Files uh, swap package. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah. Yay! I have been dying to actually knit socks, and dang it, projects keep coming up. <laughs> like, as you were about to say. <laughs> like, as I was about to say, my mother's birthday shawl. Now, my mother's Ooh. birthday is actually in September, and there will be a surprise party September 5th. So, a wilda in New Zealand helped me create a shawl. A shawl nobody has ever, you know, this is something brand new, so nobody else in the world has this. I mean, I'm sure somebody somewhere has something like it. Nobody has this. (laughs) So, I'm basing it off of the tree... The poinciana tree and its flowers because they're indigenous to the Bahamas. My mother absolutely adores them. They only bloom for about two to three weeks after the summer rains come. So it is being knit in Madeline Tosh. This is Madeline Tosh light in the uh, colorway Robin Redbreast. It is a warm red. Mm Mm-hmm. Not to be confused anywhere near pink. It is something along the lines of ruby and garnet. And I figure, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to have a red shawl, fucking go all out with a red. So what we're doing, we went back and forth, and I I did sketches of what I thought the shawl would look like. uh, Using the leaves, using the buds, using the flowers, and what sizes they would be and how they would be arranged. Whether it would be a crescent or rectangular, and we went back and forth on stuff like that. And Wilda, just very... Oh, yeah, I can put that into a chart for you. And I'm like, they? (laughs) Really? Apparently, it's very easy for people with mathematical-like minds. Not this mind. So, I do have... She worked it out for me, and I have the pattern. I have three charts.
0: And I should say, each of those charts, that's how many pages glued, uh, taped together.
1: This is four pages. I managed to shrink it down to four pages that I taped together yeah each so you've
0: got four sheets of paper, yeah, with very e- small symbol squares on them.
1: <laughs> each row is hundred and thirty eight stitches mm-hmm. and this chart has hundred and fifty five rows, yeah,
0: and you have three more charts
1: i I have three charts. I have made it up to at this time of recording, I've made it up to row ninety seven that's pretty good. well, it's farther behind than I wanted to be, but you know what I was doing some um black widow practicing, yeah, in the last month, yeah. You've been kind of busy
0: with extra classes and stuff.
1: Yeah, because there came a point where Grandmaster sort of mandated a certain amount of hours that you had to come to class. No, it's not that you come to this one and don't come to this one. No, you're coming to all of them. And if you don't come to all of them, I will ask you at the next class where you were and why you weren't here. Because this is black belt testing. And I'm like, oh, shit just got serious. Mm -hmm. So I've only been getting my original plan was to do 10 rows a night. Five nights a week, and I would get it done within a reasonable amount of time. Well, now I'm sort of like, ooh, got to get this done. But if I can finish this chart, and I'm starting to get a groove now that I'm spending more time on it. Mm -hmm. If I can get this chart done by the end of the week, and that's not too much. It's like, you know, 50 rows left. (laughs) No, not much. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, 50. Okay, 60 rows left, something like that. Hey, 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 work with me here. End of the week. It's only Monday right now. So end of the week, that will give me, ow, <laughs> I just banged my hands on the, on the table, ow, that will give me two-thirds of July and August to get through the next two charts, mm-hmm. and then I can have the beginning of September, like two days out of the beginning of September to block and stretch it, to wash and block it. It also has beads through it, I forgot to mention that, <laughs> because, <laughs> oh, send help. <laughs> well what i'm
0: saying you know well for one because you don't have as many classes and stuff you'll yep. be able to come to knit night yes more li- or more, at least more likely to be able to come to knit night and you know you could come over to my house on sunday
1: i know oh my god <laughs> now that you know oh and we can sit downstairs
0: and knit for a few hours and watch movies. And watch movies or Netflix or whatever.
1: So, anyways, yes, that is what I have been doing. I have been longingly looking at my sock yarn stash, and I don't know how the stash just happened because I don't, I don't really buy yarn for myself because I'm one of those people that has to have a project in mind to buy the yarn. It's very backwards, I know. But suddenly, this yarn, this Ish. yarn stash has just happened, and I'm looking at it very longingly, going, "I want to knit you." But I have to get this done. <laughs> Which probably means that by the time October rolls around, I'm going to be knitting with fing- fingers and thumbs and toes and all kinds of things because I want to cast. I'm going to have a serious case of starditis come mid September, early October. Nothing well, wrong with that.
0: And that'll be good timing. Yep. Because one, it'll be getting cooler, hopefully, and you'll be able to wear stuff. Also, because certain events come up in September and October. <laughs>
1: Indeed they do, indeed they do. Okay, Miss Karen, what are you working on?
0: So, I have been working on basically the same two things that I was working on the last time, because one of them is enormous. So, um, let's see. First thing is socks. These are the socks that I'm doing in Quegu using basically just a stitch pattern from a stitch dictionary that I have that's sort of a like candle flame-shaped stitch pattern. And I've got both socks. I've been working both socks at the same time. So they're both sort of at about the same point on the leg. I haven't um,
1: tried that. I'm still scared to try that, but I should.
0: Pretty! I've got a couple inches above the heel. Um, I can probably do, like, maybe a couple more repeats of the pattern before I do the leg. I've just sort of, or before I do the cuff. I've just sort of been fiddling with stuff, like, how do I do, you know, fit pattern repeats in nicely when I start them, when I have done the heel and stuff like that. And, you know, testing, trying them on to see like, okay, I think I need to go up to a larger size needle now for the leg, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, but those should be done fairly soon-ish if I actually work on them, because I have actually taken this other project, which is the bigger, weird, more complicated project you would think. Um, And I've actually been doing that one on the bus instead of the socks. I have also been working on the, again, I think it's pronounced Earth shawl. It's, uh, if you search U-R-D-R in Ravelry, you'll find it. It's by Anna Dalvey. It's the big pie shawl inspired by Norse mythology that someone gifted me the pattern for. Pretty, pretty, pretty! And I am on the last body chart. After that, there's just an edging chart. So, the last body chart, though, is like 90-something rows. Counting the plain rows. Where the hell did my pattern go?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: it's over there. Okay. And this is out of the yarn that I dyed myself with leftover dye. Oh, yes. And I'll show you... I'll see if I can get this close to the camera so you can sort of see. Pretty! So I'm about, I'm a couple rows away from being halfway down the chart. Okay. And I'm also at a point where there's like 576 stitches. Per row? In each
1: row. Oh my god. So. I remember remember that around the time of the uh, slice of crazy pie.
0: Yeah, I think it's about like 45 minutes to an hour to do like two rows. Because I seem to remember I did approximately, like, one pattern row and one plain row in about the time it took me to take the bus a few places. Okay. Because even though the pattern is kind of bonkers at this point, it's like a a lattice of squares outlined with yep. knit two togethers and yarn overs, and there's knit two togethers and yarn overs in the middle. It's actually not that hard to keep track of as long as I'm not too tired like once I sort of get the pattern in the first you know repeat of the row I can pretty much just do it like all the way across the row without too many problems you know there's been a few times I've caught mistakes and I've had to drop stitches down and pull them back up which is never fun
1: but I found I found a drop stitch in my mom's shawl today, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. no Thankfully, it was only like three or four rows down, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Well,
0: earlier today when I was on the bus, I was knitting away, I was holding it, and the bus driver sort of hit the brake a little hard, and my hands sort of came apart a little bit. Oh, no. So stitches popped off the needle. Drop stitches? <laughs> like pattern row stitches. I'm like no 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 I'm sure everyone who anyone who was on the bus behind me was like, What the hell is your deal? So I had to sort of very carefully put it through the <laughs> stitches. But it had dropped the yarn overs that I was going to knit that I was going to it was on the the plane. Of row. course. But at least like I knew the pattern, so I knew where they were supposed to be. So I just picked them up and then knit threw them. The only other thing about this pattern, really, though, is that um, where the lattice lines meet in an X, there are four noops. Four seven-stitch noops. Oh, my God. I really hate working Damn. on <laughs> I have done noops before. And these are the ones um, you see in a lot of Estonian knitting, where the stitches you see in Estonian knitting, where you... Knit into the stitch, yarn over, knit in again, yarn over, knit in again. and But I've done, the other patterns I've done that have called for noops, they've been five-stitch noops, which then on the opposite side you have to purl through, or in this case knit through all five, which I haven't found to be too bad Yeah. when they're five-stitch noops. Seven stitches, however, (laughs) it is a pain in the ass to try and get the needle through all the loops and then be able to pull the yarn through all those loops and i know there's a bunch of different ways you can do it i know you can use um crochet hooks and stuff like that but i just i never put a crochet ho- i have never put a crochet hook in the bag so i don't have it when i'm doing them and i don't know but thankfully they're only mm. like every 20 rows or something every 20 pattern rows um oh and i should mention one more thing so we mentioned um uh, Mar- marcia from one, Greek, one Geek to Craft Them All, her store a little while ago where she was doing mm-hmm. um, stitch markers and stuff. She's also started doing project bags. And as soon as I saw this one on her Instagram, Ooh. I was like, um, mine, it's, <laughs> I'll show it to you. The background is like, nope. Ministry. The background is a nope. like sepia tone sort of map of New York City. And... Over top, it's ah! got images of all the different fancy sort of tile work subway station names that you see in, you know, at New York State, at New York, right. in uh, New York City subway stations. So it's got like 98th Street, 86th, Lexington Avenue. But as, as soon as I saw it, I, I'm like, I need to have this because cool. I love maps and I love subways and I love the the beautiful tiled artwork that you get on subway stations, especially in New York City and London and places like that. So. And it's nice and big, too. Like, my my shawl was getting a little big for the last project bag I had it in. So I was like, oh, this one looks a little bigger. Maybe I'll put it in there, whoop, in and out. There's, like, tons of room. I'm going to have to add the other ball of yarn in a minute, and I'm sure I'm going to have enough room for it. But I should also mention, she sent along a couple other little things with the package, including something for you, Miss Maggie. Little stitch markers. Aww. Yes, little slytherin stitch markers.
1: Sparkly. Dark
0: green. The dark green will look nice with your mom's shawl.
1: Oh my god, I
0: love them! And she sent me yes, it will. the Agent Carter ones. <laughs> Red, white, and blues. With a little lipstick and the little gun. <laughs> thank you very much. So yes, thank you, Marcia. Those are, those are going to come in very handy when I need to mark off the next set of pattern repeats. Because I should say, to the edging that I'm doing on this shawl, it's another, it sort of works from center out, like the rest of the patterns in the pie shawl. Which means just before right. I do it, I have to double the number of stitches again, which means I'm going to have like a thousand something yeah, stitches oh, God. on the needle. And I'm going to want to mark off pattern repeats. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be big.
1: This is going to be a freaking magnum opus. But I kind
0: of wanted a big pie shell. So this is, I, I kind of went for it knowing what it was.
1: Okay, you wanted a big project.
0: And when I finished, I've decided when I finish the socks, I have a pattern on deck that I want to do. Because I saw this the other day and I loved it. What's that? And I immediately started searching my stash for yarn for it. It's called Lily Pilly, L-I-L-L-I-P-I-L-L-I, and it's two words. And it's by Amba, A-M-B-A-H, and it's a really pretty sort of stole. Isn't it gorgeous? Ooh! It's sort of knit on the bias so that you do diagonal stripes. And basically what you do is you have, there's four sections to the shawl. And you have one section of uh, sort of two-row stripes, So knit across, knit back in uh, garter stitch. Change colors, knit across, knit back. Then you have one section with like a lace pattern in a contrasting color. Go back to the stripes. And then at one end of the shawl, you have a narrow repeat of the lace pattern. And the way they did it in the original one... The stripes are very sort of subdued. Looks like a, like a white and a gray or a lighter gray and a dark, a slightly darker gray. And mm-hmm. then the lace part is in this bright raspberry pink, which I really love. I love how that pops. So yep. I immediately went stash diving and I found, so I found three skeins of yarn. So it is fingering weight and
1: they tell you how much you need of each?
0: Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think in the pattern, yeah, under the description for the pattern.
1: It's, it's roughly... his fingering
0: weight, It says main color, which okay. I think is one, actually one of the stripe colors. Yeah. So the, the two stripe colors, you need about ee, 420 yards, and same with the contrasting color, like the color for the lace pattern. And I figure, too, I think my skeins are a slightly different yardage. I think I might have a little more or something. But, like, I figure, too, like, looking at the, the pattern, or looking at the um, schematic for it, it looks like you use, like, let's say, 40% of the stripe yarn, or do 40% of the the stripe, total stripe width, then like 70% of the lace yarn, the other 40% of the stripes, and then like 20% of the lace, you know. So you could easily move it to sort of percentages so that you can then just weigh your skeins. And so I'm using Sweet Fiber Super Sweet Sock, which is a merino nylon blend, and Hippolyta. Hippolyta I have no idea. It's sort of a gray, Apollo- and it's got this very uh, okay. slight, like, purplish undertone. I'm then using Tannis Fiber Arts Fingering Weight Sock, their Merino Nylon. And if I remember correctly, this one is wound into a ball because I had planned on using it for something else, but then didn't do it. And if I remember correctly, this one is the Atlantic colorway. So it's a very, like, sort of gray wish, slightly, with bluish oh. tone. And then...
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going
0: to combine that with Sweet Georgia Superwash Sock which is 100% superwash merino wool. It's an old base of theirs. And it's in the pom- pomegranate colorway. So it is a bright pink. Nice. So that should look very pretty. I cannot wait to start it. But I should really finish something Finish something else.
1: Yeah, that is inspirational. I want to start that too. And recently I've also
0: started thinking about the Rhinebeck sweater. Of course. I'm pretty sure what pattern I'm going to do. I kind of want to... <laughs> Part of me kind of wants to do it in, like, Canadian small mill yarn. And I know of a mill where I could get said yarn. Okay. And I have ordered a little bit, like, sample skeins. Like, a couple separate skeins of stuff of theirs for this and for another pa- another project. It is a waste worsted weight yarn. I do have a sweater's worth downstairs. I should probably use that instead. <laughs> Though part of me kind of wants to do the all Canadian
1: thing. But we'll see. <laughs> What about your Rhinebeck sweater from last year?
0: Oh, my Rhinebeck! Like I'll be wearing my Rhinebeck sweater from last year, but like I figure, oh, okay, yeah. one day I'll wear the Rhinebeck sl- sweater from last year. Another day, I'll wear Rhinebeck sweater from this year.
1: Okay, that that's fair. That's fair.
0: Because last year's Rhinebeck sweater didn't actually get worn to Rhinebeck because it wasn't actually finished. Yes. Yeah. So moving into Geek Squee. Somebody has seen a lot of movies since we recorded. Yes. Have you seen one of them? No. I've not nope, seen okay. either of them. So I haven't seen more movies and therefore gotten more progress done on the movie socks. So a couple of weeks ago, the first weekend it came out, of course, I went to see Jurassic World because even though from the trailers, I knew it was probably not going to be good. I was like, mm, my childhood. I still need to go see this. <laughs> and actually, I can say I was pleasantly surprised so to some extent. Yeah. I will say it is better than the other sequels. Okay. Which is damning with faint praise, really. It was pretty good. I mean, of course, nothing's going to match up to the the first one. The originals, yeah. Because the first one had both, you know, the characters in the movie as well as the audience marveling at, oh my god, dinosaurs. Yep. Like actually seeing them and they're looking real and that sort of wonder is something that this was not going to recapture. There were moments in it where they actually did kind of, I did kind of feel that again watching it, or thinking like, mm, you know, this this is actually kind of amazing. Like, I have to admit, in that world, there there would be a small part of me that would want to go
1: to the dinosaur park, even though I know how terrible an idea that is. Sign this insurance form, sign this disclaimer, we are not responsible for your body- <laughs>
0: Yeah. Not really helped by some of the soundtrack, because I would like to have words with whoever decided to put, like, the full renditions of the original themes where they did. It's like, wow! It's like, you know, soaring wonderful music that in the first movie was like, here is a dinosaur right in front of you for the first time! And they're playing it while they're on a, like, monorail going into the park, and oh, wow, here they are running along the corridor into their hotel room, and it's like, what, really? This is not inspiring. But anyway, Film Score Geek Rage... Oh, dear. But it was fun. There were certain things about the characterization of the kid characters. Well, like, one, it's like, hmm, why did they both have to be boy characters? Why couldn't one of them be a girl? Like, in the first movie. And emotionally, they felt kind of all over the place. And there was one where I'm like, is this kid supposed to be just really smart? Or is this some sort of very stereotypical, like, on the spectrum sort of thing? I couldn't tell which was the problem. Okay. The other thing is, like, there's been a lot of discussion on the internets about the main female
1: lead right. in the movie. Right, I've seen some she of that. Wears
0: high heels, she wears high heels for the entire movie. Which, I mean, some people have said, like, hey, it means, you know, you can be girly and still, you know... Do badass stuff, but part of me is like, she's walking in a field. Why are you wearing high heels in a field? Yeah. You should have proper shoes for this. And if you're running the dinosaur park and have to go into the dinosaur park, you would have spare shoes in your car. I'm sorry. Um, and the other thing is just like the way that other characters sort of treat her. Like she's, she's set up as sort of like, you know, the woman who's focused on her career and, you know, so isn't, you know, focused on, and she doesn't really know how, like she doesn't even know how old her nephews are.
1: <laughs> The
0: Devil Wears Prada kind of thing? Sort of. Like, it's just very much like she has her priorities out of order. And it's like, eh. It sort of tips slightly into, like, women should want a family sort of thing occasionally. Or at least it's, it's the way she's set up as kind of a cool character because she's, you know, a successful woman who's also a badass. But the way other characters treat her is not always as enlightened as that would seem. So... That I kind of sort of had some issues issues with. But overall, I had fun. I will probably buy the DVD when it comes out. There are a bunch of, like, little things for, like, people who really, like, really enjoyed the first movie. And, like, you know, maybe know some of the behind-the-scenes stuff and stuff like that. And the the website for the movie is a delight. Because they have basically created a website that is, like, the Parks website. Okay. You know, like, you can click on accommodations and the restaurants and things like that and see, you know, basically the same sort of stuff as you'd see on, like, Disney World's website. Except when they have, like, see the live live images from the park, you click on them and the, the park cams are people running and screaming. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be, like, right as things right as shit things is happening. Down. Cool. There's also, like, it, it gets, it's a little, I will say, if there's parents out there who Haven't taken their kids to see it yet. Um, It is occasionally a little more, like, visibly... Gory? Gory than the first one. The first one didn't show as much. This one shows a little more. So, you know, just keep that in mind if you've got younger kids. Um, And then this morning, actually, I went to see the new Pixar movie. Yeah. Inside Out. Which loved! Of course, it's a a Pixar movie, so of course I cried like an asshole. (laughs) I am sitting in the back of the movie here like, God damn it! Tears rolling down the face. But if you haven't seen the trailer for it or don't really know what it's about, it's basically the story of there's... In this world, basically every person inside them, inside their brains, they have five different sort of people or, you know, personified emotions. Mm -hmm. And they have like a little control panel. And so they decide like how you react to things or how you... And it's really neat the way they do it because these people also... The way that you react to things also create your memories right. and memories are color coded for each of the emotions for like, which is the dominant emotion. So you have a sad memory or a happy memory or something like that. And they also have this thing where basically like some of those memories become what they call core memories, which become things that make up your personality, right. like who you are. So in this is the story of a, a girl named Riley whose family moves like most of the way across the country for her basically for her dad's work you know while she's in this process of like being at a new school and you know being in a completely new house and all this other stuff of course things start to go wrong with the emotions in her head and two of them joy and sadness get stranded out of the control room trying to while trying to protect her core memories and basically all sorts of craziness ensues while a the other three are still enjoying the other three are fear anger disgust Right. Fear, fear, disgust, and anger who, <laughs> when I saw that they had got Lewis Black to do the voice work for I was going to comment anger, on that, yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is the best voice acting casting ever. But yeah, so they're trying to run things but also like messing up Riley's life basically while Joy and Sadness are trying to get her core memories safely back to the control and because she's losing parts of her personality and things that make her feel anything basically it's really sweet Uh, there's a major you know one of the major themes is that like you can't have joy is also very is always very much like she has to be happy all the time and you know obviously that is not sustainable (laughs) you know we have to have sadness to experience happiness really and as well as i've heard a few people that i know who um deal with things like depression or anxiety and things like that say they they've really enjoyed the movie but it does hit a little close to home at times. So, <laughs> there's a heads up for anybody. Okay. But it's really sweet and like I like I said I was crying <laughs> cuz it's like Pixar gives me all the feels as usual. Oh, one fun thing for Agents of Shield fans. Oh, don't tell me they've got a reference in there. Not really. It's just that um Riley's dad, the voice acting is done by Kyle MacLachlan who was a certain character's dad on this episode on the season of agents of shield which means in my head there was something i was like i recognize that voice but i can't quite place it and there's something about this that seems just slightly wrong oh that's why but it's really sweet and i'm sure you know and it it deals with a lot of the the same things that you know, most, people, a lot of people deal with like, you know, moving and losing friends and trying to make new friends and things like that. But also in a way, we get to see the way the emotions in her head sort of try and run everything. And there is a really cute moment during the credits, the beginning of the credits at the end, we get to see inside other people's heads, including a cat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the way they did it, I'm like, wow, that is totally my cat. <laughs> I can totally believe that's what's in Peanut's head. But yes, so Jurassic World is a maybe. <laughs> but if you feel like watching dinosaurs, Go ahead. Inside Out is a yes. You should see this movie. Okay,
1: Coolio's good
0: to know. Okay, so in other things, are your feels okay now? Yes, my feels are okay. Okay,
1: so moving into things of a of a knitting relation,
0: that gave us tons of feels.
1: That gave well feels of
0: excitement.
1: Holy crap! Because I'm sure most of us listening to this podcast heard this news, ran to the site, checked it out, and I'm like, that can't be right really (laughs) that cannot be who i think it is that's not so yes neil gaiman was on the front page on the main homepage of nitty for their fall
0: yeah their first fall issue
1: and he is modeling (laughs) and i want to know how the heck this happened he is modeling a scarf called baker street ironically enough yeah the the pattern
0: is actually from it's available for free on nitty but it's actually from a book called geek knits which was published just published in june um, by Tony Carr, a.k.a. Joan of Dark. And he is just one of the people that shows up... In the book. In the book, modeling right. different things There's I
1: know Game of Thrones, J.R.R. Martin's one of them.
0: Yeah, you guys have got to see the J.R. Martin one, because the photo, the, the pattern he's photo- photographed with yep. is a little stuffy direwolf. And so the photo is him with it sitting on his shoulder. So cute. And one of the other people who models in the book, is Adam Savage from the Mythbusters. Yep, he
1: models a uh, vest.
0: And a... there's two, actually. There's a little stuffed dragon. I'm looking at the the Ravelry thing right now. And he also models a vest called the Muggle (laughs) Artifact Sweater. So it's all the things that Arthur Weasley sort of loves to... loves about muggles or all the different muggle technology that he loves to tinker with. So yeah, you really need to go through and look at all the pictures and look at all the patterns.
1: This is just so cool.
0: There is a dog or cat sweater that is basically a Starfleet Starfleet uniform.
1: There's a whole bunch of Doctor Who stuff. Oh I see I see the Adam Savage Dragon one now. (laughs) Yep. The the old fashioned box with a stick and a rope type. 20-sided dice pillow. That's fantastic. Ooh, I kind
0: of want that. Those would be fun pillows to just sort of scatter around your living room. Mm-hmm. There's the Captain America sweater. Well, it's called America.
1: The communicator purse.
0: Yeah, there's a, the blue box scarf.
1: Binary blanket. There's Dalek mittens. All right, this is, this is cool, and it's going to take way too long to go through. But yes, do go and have a look. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. And on the topic of all things geeky and celebrity and everything else like that, for those people who are going to be going to San Diego Comic-Con, have fun for us! Yes, tell us about cool things that you saw,
0: people that you
1: got to talk to or got autographs from. Any cool costumes that you made or that you saw, especially if they're knitting related, but any of the cool ones will do.
0: Yeah, and I know the, the sort of secondary con that's been growing since then, I think it's run by, or at least it was run by Nerdist, are now, like, the same sort of thing mm-hmm. where people are having trouble trying to get tickets to them. But So if you're going to other stuff at, in San Diego, but maybe not to the actual con or going to both, yes, Nerd HQ. If you're going to Nerd HQ stuff, let, let us know. There's lots of cool stuff. I know there was, like, Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panels going on at one of them, and, like, a whole bunch of people, quite a few people that I know on Twitter were trying to get in, and nobody did, so... One thing that I have discovered lately, and which I should check to see if there's stuff for it at Comic-Con, because it seems like a Comic-Con sort of deal, um, is I just read the book The Martian by Andy Weir and saw the trailer for the movie. And oh my god, you guys, so good. I actually saw the trailer for the movie first, um, because a friend of mine had read the book. And really enjoyed it, and was talking about how excited she was for the movie. And then when she mentioned, or when the trailer mentioned that it was based on a book, I was like, mm, "I should maybe I should you know maybe I should read that." Mm-hmm. I got the book at work one day. I read on my lunch hour. I read in like the time between you know five o'clock and when we started knit Night. And I read after I got home from Nit Night. I was done the book by eleven thirty that night. Wow! Could not put it down. <laughs> It's really good. It's basically the story of um, an astronaut named Mark Watney, who is with a group of people that are doing a sort of manned mission to Mars. And their plan is to be there for like a month, do a whole bunch of experiments and then leave. However, six days into their mission, a huge... Windstorm forces the crew to try and evacuate the planet. During the course of the evacuation, Mark gets hit by some flying debris and none of his team can see him from the readings. um, His stuff in his suit that relays his uh, vital signs to his team members and to NASA have been destroyed. But just they get the readings just before then where it looks like his, you know, blood pressure and everything are zip. So they think he's dead they leave, and he's not dead. <laughs> so he regains consciousness, and he is alone on Mars with enough food for like, I think it was supposed to, for about a month, little over a month for like six people. Next Mars mission won't be there for another four years. So what he does is he decides, okay, I have to think this through, and I have to use science. To try and stay alive and try and let NASA know that I'm still alive and that I need someone needs to come back for me. Well, even coming back for him isn't really an option. He knows that, but like letting them know that like, okay, when other people get here in four years, I will be here or hopefully I will be here. So, you know, be prepared to pick me up. And it's really good. I mean, part of it is that his whole mindset is just you know trying to work through the problem and he has moments where he's like i am screwed this is not gonna work i'm going to die here you know and there's all sorts of complications that come up and stuff but like his his main focus through it is just trying to work through the problem and that's one of the really good things about it is that it's the focus is always on like how does he get through it instead of this big existential oh god i'm gonna die here sort of thing but it's really good i loved it if you enjoyed apollo 13 especially the bits where they're like trying to figure out how to keep the astronauts alive and get them back to earth safely and stuff like that it's very much like that so i would definitely suggest reading the book if you want to sort of get the idea of what the book's like, watch the trailer for the movie coming out in October, and I cannot wait to see it. Oh my god, I will be there opening night, because I love this book so much. <laughs> and because there's like... God, watching the trailer for the movie, it's like tons of actors that are really good, and that I recognize. It's like, oh my god, this is going to be an enormous cast. So yes, definitely I recommend.
1: So, keeping with the space theme and uh all things planetary. Guys, there has been a little bit of a misunderstanding going on. Pluto is still not a full-sized planet. It has not it has not regained its planetary status. There has been a rumor going around that it has and that it was done by Harvard and yada yada yada. No, it is it is a big misunderstanding. There was sort of like a um a vote a popular vote to happen inside of a an audience that went to a forum basically or something like that and the the result was that Pluto would be a planet again but because it happened at harvard people sort of like took it and ran and it came in the time it went in the times and it went people yeah basically did not do a lot of fact checking pluto has not been reinstated as a planet we are very sorry there are a lot of people that still think it should be a planet myself included because you know the that's the way I was, you know, that's the way I was it. Anyways. That's not the way science works. I know. I just feel bad for Pluto.
0: <laughs> you have feelings for the little planet? <laughs> that's because you're crazy. <laughs> point. It is a rock. It has
1: no feelings. Okay, Karen, point. You got me. Fine. Sorry, Pluto. You're not a planet.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a debate at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics about whether it should be restored to full, you know, regular planet status instead of being called a dwarf planet. And it got the popular vote. And then four days later, they release, release, released yep. the results of a vote by the audience in which they said Pluto should be a full planet. Now, they don't say whether the audience was all nope. astrophysicists. I think not. I think likely not.
1: So. probably just people like myself will feel sorry for the little planet. feel sorry. So in library, I'm side eyeing you news.:
0: Well, yes. and in other sciencey no sorry science news, there was a recent case where a young girl named Cash Kayan, who is a frequent patron of the Timmins Public Library in Timmins, Ontario, was looking through the list of their summer programming and saw a robotics program. I wanted to sign up. Only in the program listing, it says, For boys, it's a special boys program ages 9 to 12.
1: Yep. She even asked if she could sign up, anyways, and they were. She was told no.
0: Yeah, the assistant library director said that the program was specifically for boys, since according, I'm assuming this this quote is according to Cash's mom or dad said that it was specifically for boys since their academic and literary skills don't improve over summer break, which is just kind of okay. So, what are you trying to say? Which what? Well, being in this industry, okay, translate for us. I can kind of see what the library is going for. There has been a lot of focus in the last few years of, you know, finding books that boys enjoy because there's sort of this... see And, and so to some extent, I'm not sure how much of it is a popular belief and how much of it is actually true Right. and how much of it is publishers saying this, that they say that girls will read books with both male and female protagonists, but boys will only read books with boy protagonists. They won't read stuff with female protagonists. And this is also sometimes why... You know, some authors like J.K. Rowling are published using their right. first initials, so it's not obvious what their gender is. Because boys might take a look at a, bo- a book that with a f- obviously female female name on the cover, and not borrow it. Again, this has gotten to the point where I am not sure how much of this is publishing industry or you know library industry sort of common knowledge that mm-hmm. you know. I don't know how much it's actually been tested. But, um, you know, and there's similar concerns, you know, boys do tend to be a little bit behind girls in school and maturity and things like that because of, especially around this age range. But that's because of how their brains are developing at this time. And there's been a few programs, we've even had them in uh, you know, our local area for students in general because there's a thought that like over the summer, students lose a little bit of what they've learned in the past school year over the the summer break so that there's other programs that have come up to try and, you know, keep them from losing that over summer break. Though in that case, the ones that I've seen have always been for both sexes. Um, So I can kind of see maybe where this is coming from, but in a case like this, like the focus should probably be more on creating programming that you think boys might enjoy, but also that girls might enjoy, you know, the, You know, kids of that, boys of that age range will want to sign up for, but are not specifically for a boy. And especially not saying just for boys in your newsletter, because that really sounds bad.
1: (laughs) But uh, Cash and her mom didn't give up, so they took to change.org with a... An overwhelming amount of support. They originally only wanted 100 signatures, but they got over 33,000. So she got a lot of positive feedback, and a lot of them came from female robotics and design engineers.
0: Mm-hmm. And the Mary Sue article we're looking at has some screen caps of a couple different uh, comments that she's gotten. And they say a lot of the comments share resources for girls inst- interested in robotics and technology.
1: As a result, the class has been amended. The summer program has been amended and she will be allowed to join. And the uh, the public library board did issue uh, an apology saying that there was a misunderstanding.
0: Yeah. And that all children between the ages of nine to 12 will be able to attend this event. So, yes.
1: Girls like to build robots, too. Yep. Yes.
0: Do robotics programming for all children. <laughs>
1: I would have tried it out if I had had that available for me in the summer. Moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes? This is something I... Because I feel sorry for the little planet. So I found these on ThinkGeek, and mm. they're a bunch of... They're really nice-looking glasses, in my opinion.
0: Oh, I just clicked on it.
1: I.e., not uh, reading spectacles. They are drinking tumblers. And they are the solar system... In uh, drinking tumblers, rose-colored glasses, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And each glass represents a different planet in our solar system, uh, starting from the sun, which is the largest. And no, these are not proportional, because otherwise you'd have the sun the size of a swimming pool. It looks like the sun gla- sunglass is a little
0: larger. Um, all the planets, the regular planets, are the same size, yep. and then Pluto's a little smaller.
1: Uh, but because I feel sorry for the little planet, it gets whiskey. <laughs> but they are... They are really beautiful.
0: Pluto is a shot glass. <laughs> These are
1: gorgeous. Yeah, Mars and Neptune are special, and Mercury are quite beautiful. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So each of the glasses has basically like the image of the surface of the planet. Yeah. Or at least what we have of the surface of the planet. Or with Saturn, it's mostly the I think mostly the. But wings. you can
1: recognize on Jupiter, there's and the stuff. the red spot that's the storm, and yet yeah, and things like that. Yeah. Very pretty.
0: And of course, Earth has like. You know, satellite view of Earth on it. And it is gorgeous. And someone in the, um, or in the the photos near the bottom, you can see them used as like tea light. Yeah. Candle holders. Of course, the first comment. Oh, lovely. On, them, on it is, who would want to drink from Uranus? Uranus. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Pass me
1: Uranus. Okay.
0: Depending on the amount of alcohol that has been consumed, that could of lead to very dirty, dirty jokes. <laughs>
1: It all depends on if you've got the right kind of company around you.
0: <laughs> yeah, they actually say in the description, they say, if you're drinking water out of these glasses, chances are some of those water molecules are older than the solar system depicted on the glasses, which is kind of crazy to think about.
1: That's when you get into some deep deep uh, science-y discussions, you know, especially sitting outside your mm-hmm. telescope. Oh, yeah, um, did you hear about, uh, what was it, Venus? And um, one of the other planets was really close jupiter i think yes really close on june 30th
0: in other things that i
1: super super want be prepared to hold on to your ovaries not necessarily in a sexy kind of way but in an adorable awe kind of way
0: yep because deviant art user bastard prince
1: has a really cute an image of a really cute toy that they've made He, according to the uh, to the information on it, it's uh, mixed types of clay together, and for a game of uh, not Game of Thrones, sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy inspired Chibi of Groot. So it literally is what looks like a baby Groot just sitting there, you know, very wide eyed and very spaced. That sort of like Chibi sort of spaced out look. He is a freaking adorable. And the funny thing is, mm-hmm. the artist hasn't seen the movie yet, according according to his uh, description. Tiny baby Groot. Yeah, he's Groot. Absol- absolutely adorable. There's another version, too,
0: with a little plant pot.
1: Oh, I see it! I see it! I see it! That's frickin' adorable. Special jumbo baby Groot. Mm-hmm. I wonder how big that one is, because it's got a... It's curled around a little terracotta pot. That would be so cute with flowers coming out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Baby Groot. Still one of the cutest things ever.
1: Yep. So, in other things
0: that are making me very happy and that I want. This one is a... It's actually another planned project. I have the yarn put aside for it and everything, too. But I found a crescent-shaped shawl called Happy Street, which is super pretty. It uses three different colors of yarn and a fingering weight. And it's... I'm going to try and pronounce the name. Sorry if I get it wrong. Vera Valimaki. It's V-E-E-R-A... V A L I M A K I and each of the A's have umlauts over them. It's really pretty though. You get these very sort of wide sort of curving stripes that are but the stripes aren't like even stripes. They're they're wider at one end and smaller at another end. And I th- Pretty sure it's done by using yeah using short rows and the model one that they have is like a have like a light gray, a darker gray, and a bright pink. And actually, when I was looking for yarn for the Lily Pilly shawl, I found three skeins of merino cashmere nylon blend in like a gray, a sort of darker indigo blue, and a brighter sort of pinky. Red um, Mm -hmm. raspberryish color that I had actually been thinking of for Lily Pilly, but the problem was I thought the the blue and the gray, like the blue, would be too dark, so there'd be too much contrast in the stripes. But that would be perfect. Yes, it would for this shawl, and it is super lovely, and it's all in garter stitch, just short rows.
1: I've been so that makes for good TV knitting.
0: Yeah, as long as you know where to stop with the short and and start with the short rows and stuff, but and you can of course there's uh, there's like six hundred and seven projects for it. So, take a look in the projects at all the different color combinations
1: yeah i've been doing that people have people have been having a lot of fun yeah. with it.
0: Some people have been using more than three colors too. There's one that someone's been doing that's sort of rainbowy looking
1: okay and so guys, you remember when uh we told you all about that Lego. Female, scientific Lego action figure. We need your help again. Lego adds even more female (laughs) minifigs and you can vote. So we've got more science options and Madame Curie is one of the options. We've got Tesla, Curie, and please tell me if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Meitner? I
0: think it's close enough. We're as close as we're going to
1: get. But the statement underneath it says, We feel that showing kids you can aspire to any career regardless of gender is important. Yay! Yay! That's why we're always excited when we see LEGO sets depicting female minifigs in a variety of careers. Take a look at some items currently available in the LEGO store while perusing uh, some of the new ideas, uh, some of the new ideas projects worthy of your votes.
0: Uh, In the Mary Sue article, there's a lot of different pictures of different ones, including female minifigs, like a female space scientist. Uh, astronaut,
1: submarine, service car.
0: There's also another set called the Scientists in History set.
1: I just got there. Cool.
0: Which includes Darwin, Turing, and
1: Mary Anning.
0: Yeah, Mary Anning. There's other sets too, including Rosalind Franklin, who was one of the people who discovered DNA. Um, Thomas Edison, and there's a Ada Lovelace and Charles Babbage
1: set oh, too. My God. Yeah,
0: Ada Lovelace is. Widely credited as the first computer scientist because she was a mathematician who sort of came up with the idea behind, you know, making mathematical calculations using or the the algorithms that would be used. And the idea, I think it was her or... And Babbage I know built uh, sort of originated the concept of a programmable right. computer and together they came up with the idea of using like punch cards right which they were inspired by jacquard looms because jacquard looms from the Victorian era had punch cards and that would tell the loom like how to move the sh- the weaving sheds to create elaborate patterns and they realized you could use that with a machine to compute things
1: I love how they did that uh picture of her and Babbage and Uh, black and white. Mm -hmm.
0: And the font and everything they use actually looks a lot like there's a book that just came out um, called The Adventures of Loveless and Babbage, which is a uh, sort of graphic novel in an alternate universe where they, like, fight crime.
1: Okay, that's cool. (laughs) It's really cute. So there's lots of options for you to be voting on. Yeah, you
0: can see the full list at The Mary Sue, which has com slash Lego stem minifig vote loveless Curie. And then put dashes in between those. That'll get you the the link so you can see all the sets. They look so cool.
1: They do look cool. I love it. Now, before we sign off, we do have to talk about the swap because we did get some uh, positive feedback that people want to be involved. So it looks like for a lot of of the people that have uh, expressed interest, uh, an early October mailing date is the best option. So we're going to set up a sign-up date. Keep an eye out in the group for that. Just for an official to say, yes, I am in. I know a lot of people have put in the swap group so far. Yes, I'm in. Just let me know. But we're going to have an official sign-up sort of arrangement to say yes that I'm in. And Once you know, right. once
0: we have given you all the specs. Uh,
1: Wilda <laughs> has volunteered to be the moderator for this, and we are going to take her up on that because she has the experience doing this. And we've gotten a lot of suggestions from people about what we could include or you know, suggestions of what has happened for previous swaps. And one of the suggestions that came through that we really liked was we're going to recommend... And again, there's still time for feedback. We're going to recommend one skein of yarn because we are sort of like, this isn't a knitting sort of group. A skein of yarn that's sort of something from your area. Like from a local yarn store or from a local mill or even something that maybe the- you've spun yourself.
0: Yep, or that you've dyed yourself or, you know, maybe inspired by... right you know or even if, if you really don't have anywhere local cuz there are some people who really don't have any like local dyers or anything like that something that right. like you can connect to your local area like you know maybe the color matches the color of you know the trees and the lake that you are surrounded by so, in the wilderness
1: uh one or thing that's like that. handmade and it does not this does not have to be a knitted or a yarn inspired item it can be a painting it can be a drawing it can be crochet it can be woodworking it can be leatherworking anything that you enjoy doing and uh one geeky item because we are knit one geek too and we are going to keep in mind that people do mm-hmm. come from all different kinds of fiscal backgrounds so we're going to put in the swap group a sort of window a fiscal window make sure they you know we don't want anybody being upset about losing groceries or anything to to make the swap happen so be comfortable with yourselves and understand that you know people will be sending things all I, in general I think people who do swaps they do try and make it as much fun as as they can. I haven't I have rarely heard about packages that have been lackluster. I've only heard about good things.
0: Yeah. So there I mean there will be sort of like a base amount which thinking about, you know, not much like, you know, not a lot of money like 20 30 bucks that will give you the official amount. And then so that's like the the base. This is the base stuff. Anything beyond that is just out of the goodness of your own heart. Is gravy. So you can go nuts if you really want to. But that is, like I said, out of the goodness of your own heart. You may not get, like, the same size package in return.
1: So this sounds like fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Okay, so keep an eye out for the official swap forum. And we will be posting details in that. We probably will do a little question and answer thing where it's, like, my favorite colors, things that mm-hmm. you're allergic to, things that you really do like, things that you don't like. And that's just sort of common sense for swap partners, because I don't want to send somebody Angora to find out that they're allergic to it.
0: Or that, you know, send somebody something like orange yarn and them being like, I really, really don't (laughs) like orange. And there'll probably be be a couple questions, too, with the the actual sign up, like a name, email, and also questions of like, are you willing to do like international shipping or things like that? Which I can answer for you right now, most of the Canadians will probably say yes, because it's cheaper to send things outside of the country than to send things across the country.
1: And then, of course, the stuff like, okay, geeky question time. (laughs)
0: list your fandoms favorite fandoms things like that so yes it'll be in the swap the the sign date will be late july i just don't want to give like a specific date because like god knows what's going to come up between then and now that might prevent me from getting the episode out and i don't want to get the episode out like four days before the date
1: to wrap up we've had a lot of good stuff happen everybody go out have a margarita if you don't drink margaritas go out and do something fun eat chocolate and uh everybody could Keep being good to each other, because this is great.
0: Yep. All right. And, and start, in, well, Northern Hemisphere, I was going to say, enjoy your summer, but Northern Hemisphere, enjoy your first few weeks of summer. <laughs> Southern Hemisphere, <laughs> pack on those woolies. Bye, everybody. Night, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or our show notes at our blog, knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1 g e e k two dot m t dash p o c k e t s dot o r g. You can also find them at our Ravelry group. Just search Knit One Geek Two in Ravelry's Groups feature. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment at the blog, comment on our Ravelry group, or you can send us an email at knit one geek two at gmail dot com, or you can find us on Twitter at knit one geek two. Thanks and keep geeking on.